The Deep Dive with Nick Baby. Welcome to the Deep Dive with Nick Babel. I'm your host, Nick Babel. My guest today is founder and CEO of the Charlotte Bats, a grassroots organization looking to bring Major League Baseball, uh, Major League Baseball expansion team to the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. Rick, thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. So how did this idea come about and uh what did you have to do to get the ball rolling with this uh, proposed team? Well, I moved uh, to Charlotte about 13 years ago. I'm originally from Los Angeles, Southern California. Uh, I lived in Las Vegas for five years. We had no pro teams at the time. This was before the Raiders, this was before the Golden Knights were here. We had nothing. And it made me realize I went from having all these teams in Southern California to nothing in Nevada. <laughs> okay. And so I really did miss sports a lot. So um, I lived there about five years, just felt it was a change. And I came to Charlotte. I always wanted to live in the South. I had a cousin that lived in North Carolina and I fell in love with the city. And like Las Vegas, we didn't have a, a major league baseball team as well. And when I lived in Las Vegas, we had uh, people that were trying to get a team in Las Vegas. And so I said, well, that could, that's going to be a little troublesome because at that time gambling was the, issue in Las Vegas why I didn't have a pro team just before fantasy sports took off and so when I moved to Charlotte I'm like well why doesn't Charlotte have major league baseball I mean we got pro football we got pro basketball we have a, uh, a hockey team in our capital why isn't there major league baseball in Charlotte we don't have an issue with gambling this is it's growing like crazy and so I started a Facebook page called let's bring MLB to Charlotte because I just was like why I mean, we've never, North Carolina has never had a major league baseball team, period, where Washington has had three. So it's like, why hasn't North Carolina get one? And South Carolina is right next door. We're going to attract those people there. And it just became this obsession with me and it grew and grew and grew. And I'm, that's, and I'm here with you right now. All right. So I'm only semi familiar with, with how MLB works with creating a new expansion team in a city. Um, I know there's a bidding process. Um, and the cities that are interested need to bid. Um, I was reading the last time it came about, Charlotte actually didn't bid, even though they were named as one of the possible ones. Um, so, and then it goes to like a committee and they narrow it down. Um, and then it's kind of an ownership group situation. Um, right. So do you represent an ownership group at all? Or do you have any... Um, you know, plans on representing the city of Charlotte if the process gets further? Yeah, I would like to represent the city. I think at that time when it didn't happen, I don't think, I think Charlotte has been hurt a lot with uh, owners wanting new stadiums. And we've always been used as pawns uh, for, uh, for a new stadium. I remember when the Twins were trying to get a new stadium, the owner was going to sell the team and the rumors they were going to come to Charlotte. That didn't happen. It happened with uh, temp it happened with uh, the Marlins when Jeffrey Laurie wanted a new stadium and threatened to move the team to Charlotte. Um, so I think there's some hesitancy there with with some of the seat, but things have changed. You know, we have a lot of people here. David Tepper, uh, the wealthiest uh, owner in the NFL right now, owner of the Panthers. Uh, he's now the owner of the uh, new Charlotte FC. We're getting Major League Soccer next year as well. 
And so um, he's a possibility for an ownership or Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, you know, we have a lot of people like NASCAR is huge out here in North Carolina, you know, and uh, Bruton Smith, one of the most successful, powerful people in all of NASCAR in North Carolina. He could be um, someone we can look at into. But right now it's just kind of me right now, kind of doing my thing. And once that process gets closer, it's great that we're on this list that the commissioner put us on in 2015. But as, as it gets closer and I'm just looking at what's going to happen with Oakland and Tampa because the commissioner said once they get situated with stadiums, and I do believe Oakland will move to Las Vegas, um, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, more uh, – I, I believe Oakland will go to Las Vegas. Montreal, Tampa Bay, they're working out some kind of deal. I think they'll split games in Montreal or Tampa Bay. And when they do expand – They'll expand from 30 to 32. They'll expand by two. I think Nashville and Charlotte will be the ones expanding because we need more teams in the South. We got a lot of teams on the West Coast, tons of teams on the Midwest. The only place that we don't really have major league baseball is really the South. You just got Georgia, you got Texas and Florida. If you put a team in North Carolina and, and, and Tennessee, I think that will kind of uh, uh, the- yeah split the markets up and – yeah. bring baseball everywhere and I, I i think it'd be great for baseball so i feel very confident that charlotte will will, will get expansion well that um that kind of was leads into my next question really good because i was reading rob manford's statement and he talked about this as late as 2018 with uh, sports illustrated um he mentions portland las vegas charlotte nashville for U.S. cities, and then Montreal, Vancouver, and some he didn't an unnamed city in Mexico is a yeah is a down I think, the road. I think it's Mexico City. Uh, when they originally came with that list, it, they actually had Mexico City, they had New Jersey, they had Oklahoma, um, and then they a couple of years later they shortened it to the six cities right now. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't see it in Mexico City, to be quite honest. I don't. I don't think Vancouver will get one. Vancouver is a great place, great, beautiful city. But I think what's going to hurt them is that they lost the Grizzlies and they moved to Memphis. Right. And so I think that kind of is going to be like, well, they didn't support the NBA. Why would they support a major league baseball team? Most likely, they'll they'll put the team in they'll put a team in Montreal, whether the Braves split the season there or or they just move out there and. There's always been those rumors that the <laughs> the owner of the Rays, even though he denies it, that he actually did speak to the mayor of Montreal at one time about relocating there. So um, I, that's where I think that they're going to go with that. And so, and I think Vancouver will be off that list. Portland, I think they're going to have some issues with Seattle. I think it's going to go right. into their into their market. I see Seattle blocking that. Unfortunately, Portland's another great city, but I think it's too close to Seattle, and it's going to hurt their. Uh, their market and their fan base. So I think they'll kind of uh, put a little kibosh on that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so you think, and you did say this, you think when they do do it, um, it's going to be, you know, one national league, one American league team kind of thing, or one East coast, one West coast team. You don't think they do uh, four cities, you know, two in each. Um, no. No, I, I don't think. I think the relocation will be with the A's. They'll stay on the West Coast. Montreal and Tampa Bay, I guess Montreal will be like in the, you know, in the Eastern Division. Not, not, nothing will change there. 
and and uh, whether what they want to do with the uh, the North Carolina, Tennessee, whether it's American or national league, I think it would be a great idea. If they started their own Southern division and then they can have, you know, and we have, we have, uh, you know, teams, American and national league teams playing now where in my, in my time, yeah. it was always American and national. I think it'd be a great idea that if you're going to put uh, North Carolina, Tennessee, put them in the American league and I would put, make a, a Southern division, have, you know, have um, Texas, have the Rays, have Charlotte, and have Nashville, and I think that I think that'd be a, an idea that I think uh, Major League Baseball might do. That's something I would do if I was a commissioner. Yeah. It just it, it would just make more sense and just bring more uh, stability in Major League Baseball with their markets. Yeah, and Manfred has talked about the possibility of um, going with four team divisions. Uh, you know, like a reorganization with that. So. Um, yeah, I like that idea too, you know, like, uh, just makes more sense of travel. Um, especially if you're adding another, uh, team in Canada. Um, you know, I think the Mexico city one is, is like a down, like, like you said, it's kind of like if they're going to do it, it's going to be a down the road. He kind of even said it in the interview. So kind of a pipe dream if, you know, um, there's a lot of logistics with that one, but. Um, I always, I mean, on a side note, I always thought it'd be interesting if they came up with some sort of South American, um, you know, division too, but just the travel is kind of hard and stuff with that. And, and then, you know, baseball is not about having all, you know, it's not international baseball where you have everybody on the team being the same from the same country and everything. So then you get into you get into that whole thing, but um, what I like what they're doing is that they had that 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 game in London with the Yankees. That was a lot of fun. They're kind of doing what the NFL are doing when they have games in London. I think the NFL is talking about having an NFL game in Germany, and I'm just like NFL is an American sport, you know. So, <laughs> but baseball is is international. It's all around the world. Yeah. It's played in Mexico, it's played in Japan, it's played in Cuba, it's, play, it's played all over the world. And so I think that Major League Baseball has a better chance to to do that than the NFL. And I, I've heard that they're going to possibly there's other countries that are going to play it. And like I heard, like maybe uh, uh, Sweden somewhere or somewhere in the Netherlands or some some other places. Berlin, Germany has been a rumor that they might have a Major League Baseball game there. So if they're going to put a team in Mexico or or somewhere like in like London, maybe um, I don't know. Um, I think for them to do that, I think it's a good idea. So I would be surprised, but I would really would be shocked to see a team in Mexico. I just think the traveling would and the high altitude yeah. would would be problematic for a lot of these uh, players. Yeah, that's true. It's. It feels like one of those things that would happen after, you know, a few more U.S. teams or or Montreal become a team, you know, because they know Montreal can actually support a team, even though they kind of they fizzled out. But, you know, Montreal's kind of become a popular, you know, they really they still kind of support the Expos, even though they haven't been a team in years. And, yeah, it's really interesting to look at the history of the Expos because, they had a lot of great players in their their time. They they weren't necessarily Larry Walker. great. Yeah, Larry Walker, uh, Randy Johnson started out with the Expo. I remember, I, I remember Tim Raines, Hubie Brooks. Yeah, yeah Randy Johnson. He was this 
tall, hey. wild pitcher. Pedro. And he was like, yeah, Pedro Martinez was yeah. there. Tim Wallach. Um, I remember the Expos very well. And unfortunately, they had terrible ownership in Jeffrey Loria. Yeah. And, and um, you know, he kind of sabotaged two teams with the Expos and with the Marlins. He's so it's kind worst. of a good thing. Yeah, he's – he's. Uh, I've, I've told people he's the uh, – you know, like uh, like the Donald Trump of of of, made, of baseball, he gets something, ruins yeah. it, bankrupts it, moves on, goes somewhere else, and messes that up again, or or something like that. So I'm, I'm glad he's not in baseball right now because he's ruined two great organizations in the yeah. in the Expos. And good thing that Derek Jeter is now uh, the owner of the Marlins, so because they're doing some really good things there in in Florida. Yeah, yeah, he was terrible. I'll never forgive him for the '97 World Series where. You know the Yankees should have won, but he he spent all the money and got all these guys, and then dumped the team right after. You know, dumped all the players right after. Yeah, he wanted a new stadium, so he got all these great players for the Marlins, and people got excited. And as soon as they put up six hundred million bucks for a stadium, he traded everybody away. Yeah, uh, terrible. <laughs> um, so I know it's still early in the process, but have you been contacted by anyone from Major League Baseball? No, I, I've actually uh, sent a, a like a care package to a commissioner, uh, Rob Manfred. I sent him a shirt, a hat. I typed him up a nice letter saying thank you very much for putting Charlotte on this list. But um, he's a busy man right now, right. so we just kind of follow what's going on, and, and so we're we're just excited that that he still has us on his list. And he's talked about why Charlotte should get a major league baseball team. And it's usually because we can support pro sports like the Panthers and we can support, you know, we have the Hornets out here. And uh, I just think it'd be a gold mine to have a team in North Carolina because we're two States in one because South Carolina doesn't have any pro teams, you know, and the fans from South Carolina could come to, to North Carolina and support the new team, just like they support the Panthers and the Hornets. And, you know, we got Raleigh all around there. So to me, it it would be like a no brainer for me. I'm a little biased, but it's a no brainer for me for why, why Charlotte should have a major league baseball team. Yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense. Um, So what are the next steps in the process? Do you have anything in mind going into 2021, you know, the rest of the year in 2022? Yeah, I you know we're going to keep doing our thing. You know, we were unfortunately a lot of things were put on hold because of COVID. Right. You know, that's the big elephant in the room. It's for everybody. Everybody suffered from it. It's been horrific. I know Major League Baseball lost billions of dollars last year from it, trying to make it up. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Get on podcasts, contact the Major League Baseball, contact people for Major League Baseball, put some uh, people together. You know, contact. Uh, Mr. Tepper and maybe Daryl Earnhardt Jr. or, or um, other people. Charlotte would, would not have an issue with any kind of sponsorships. We have banks out here where Bank of America is headquartered in Charlotte, one of the largest banks in the world. Lots of Fortune 500 companies. You know, um, it's growing. I think it's like 40 some people a day are moving to Charlotte, moving to North Carolina. Yeah. It's the number one place for young entrepreneurs to go to. We got computers up here. It's like one of the biggest tech places to move to. We got medical. We got great hospitals here, like at Duke University. And, and uh, you know, there's just all over. So we wouldn't have any problems with the, with that. And I, I, I see, uh, I think David Tepper would be, to me, the would be the obvious choice. And I think once he gets closer and he's already brought Major League Soccer, I think he'd like to add Major League Baseball to his resume. So I'm, I'm, mm. I'm very optimistic about the future. 
Yeah, and funnily enough, um, my day job, I'm a private investigator, and my company is actually out of Raleigh. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, that's where I get my paychecks from. But There you go. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think the thing that you said the, that fits it the most is just when you look at baseball, there is a hole there in the South. You know, yes. like you said, not everybody wants to be a Braves fan. You know, um, they were America's team in the the '90s, even though they only won when they won, won one, one World Series. They're like the so. Buffalo Bills of baseball. Yeah, exactly. Sort of. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, the South just makes sense. Um, you don't have to have it in this big, sexy city. A lot of people think like, ooh, put a team in Las Vegas, have a team in Los Angeles, New York, big, right. sexy cities. You don't have to be a big, sexy city to have a fan base. Look at Pittsburgh. You know, look right. at Green Bay. You know, Milwaukee's got a team. Milwaukee is the smallest city that has Major League Baseball. You know, I mean, you don't have to have, have a, be a big, sexy city to have a Major League Baseball team. You know, the, a lot of the fans – Kansas City. Look at the, look at St. Louis. Yeah. Isn't that a big, sexy city? Probably the best fans they have in Major League Baseball. I was at the St. Louis Airport, and it was all Cardinal everywhere. Everybody, I mean, they love their Cardinals, you know. So yeah. I, I think I think that myth of you have to be this big metropolitan city is kind of out the window. And uh, like I said, Charlotte is is growing every single day. So why not Charlotte? Yeah, I agree because um, the some of the best fan bases. I mean, most of the best fan bases are. Just, the small cities because uh like in la and all and florida is a good example miami there's stuff to do like people aren't going to baseball games no too hot down there and in california it's you know the old joke about the dodgers fans getting there in the third inning and leaving in the seventh inning i mean this is laker town it's laker town i mean they love their lakers out here i'm out here right now and it's just Lakers everywhere. That's all they talk about is Lakers, and yeah. you know, and, and they're happy for the Dodgers. I mean, they're big Dodger fans out here, but they're kind of like, uh, well, they won last year. They're kind of like the bandwagon fans, right? Because <laughs> everybody, everybody's now a big Dodger fan, just like everybody was a big Chiefs fan. Now everybody is a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and you know, right. that, that's just how it is. Yeah, it's funny because, and that Dodgers team is so good. Like we were talking about before the podcast that that. I wish the Yankees had uh, a couple of guys from their pitching staff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and unfortunately, the Angels are so bad right now. And I love Mike Trout. He's like my favorite baseball yeah. player. And they just have no pitching at all. I mean, they should have gone after Max Scherzer or they should have gone after these big names like Chris Bryant out there or, or all these pitchers out there that were available. Um, and they just haven't done anything. They've just been putting all their money on these hitters. And uh, I mean, Mike Trout can only do so much and Pujols, mm-hmm. they released him. He's with the Dodgers and he's kind of haunting the, the, he's kind of haunting the angels right now. He's been yeah. really doing really, really well right now. I think he hit a home run against the angels. They, they had their freeway series out here <laughs> and uh, he just hit a, he hit a home run against the angels. So I know he's happy. Yeah. You know, it seems like Anaheim's one of those cities that, that could, if you were looking to get rid of a team or move a team, it seems like one of those cities that could, I mean, I'm sure they have good fans and I know they have some fans out there, but you know, that would be a team you would think if Portland, you know, down the road was, was they were serious about it, you know, yeah. that would make more sense, you know, to move them to Portland, but 
just a thought. Yeah, it, it would be interesting. We have so much out here in California. I mean, Dodgers, Giants, Pod, Padres are red hot now. So you got a lot yeah. of Padre fans, you know, and the Angels have just, they haven't been good for quite a while. And, and they've you know, had the they, best they, players. They've had some yeah, of Yeah, Otani. Otani's phenomenal. If it wasn't yeah. for Otani and Trout, they would be so irrelevant. So they're the ones making them relevant right now. Yeah. Um, so for the deep dive portion of the podcast, I want to talk to you about pros and cons of expansion in major league baseball and what, what it would look like. Um, Okay. So major league baseball has recently gutted their minor league system. And I think this is the biggest, you know, black mark on Manfred is a, is a commissioner. Um, You know, he seemed to show kind of disdain maybe from a business standpoint when it comes to minor league baseball so, so my question is, do you think expansion would be good for minor league baseball due to creating, you know, some new teams that would, would need a minor league system? Um, or do you think it would go the other way and maybe lessen the talent pool because there'd be more players at the major league level? No, I think it would help. I think it would be, it would give them more opportunities. You know, I mean, we have a, we have a, a triple A team in Charlotte. You know, so, I mean, and they're, they're not going, they're, they weren't uh, contracted like the other places, but I think when there's more opportunity, I think when there's more teams, there's more opportunities for players, you know, and for fans. So I think it'd be a good thing. I think it would help. And uh, yeah, it, it has hurt him with the, uh, him just getting rid of teams, you know, and, you know, a lot of these uh, small city, they really need those teams. And unfortunately they, they went away. So, but I think by expanding, I think it will help uh, players. I think it will help, help minor league baseball. It will help, it will help everybody because there'll be more opportunities for everybody. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, um, more opportunities, you know, always leads to more talent, you know, more people might play baseball if they know they got more chance to make it to the big leagues and adding teams gives you just statistically more chance to, to make it to the big leagues. I mean, I think they gotta, they need to fix how they do the minor leagues. They need to pay those guys. Right. I mean, yeah, they can go to McDonald's right now and make more money than they're making playing. Yeah. You know, double a baseball. And that's, that's ridiculous because and a lot of people don't know that they see people like Bryce Harper and Strasburg who are the number one picks getting yeah. these. Wow, they got a five million dollar signing bonus, but ninety nine percent of them make like five hundred dollars or less a month. So yeah, you know it's it's not it's 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 that's just you know it, it doesn't happen. You know it it's like an actor. It takes years and years of struggle. You're not getting paid much. You can be in the minors for 10, 12 years. And you, you could sometimes you can get up, call up. Sometimes you can't. You don't know, but that's it. That's the reality of a, being a minor league baseball player. And the other thing people don't get is, I mean, I played baseball growing up. the The level you have to be at to even make double A ball or even A ball is like think of about the the best guys on your high school baseball team. They were they most of them weren't making. A ball or double A ball. It's like the guys that were playing on the all-star teams for the States. Those are the guys that just make even those. So the talent level is crazy for the pay. I mean, I think there's gotta be some sort of collective bargaining thing uh, with that. They need to get in the, you know, the 
MLB union needs to step up and maybe like uh, work them into the fold, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe that's how you solve it or at least start I agree. To solve it. I um, totally agree. So we talked about COVID a little bit. Um, do you think COVID and the continued problem that it, you know, it causes live attendance um, will slow the expansion process down or, and I heard this argument, I don't know if it was on another podcast or if it was in print, but some people were arguing that, um, and I think it was actually with the NBA, that's what it was, that the NBA was actually more interested in expansion because they did the math on it. And with the lowered attendance and stuff, expansion teams create a immediate cash flow boom. Right. Um, so I guess my basic question is, do you think COVID will speed up the process or do you think it, it you know, I mean, it's uncertain. It's an uncertain thing, but do you think it'll continue to kind of slow it down as people are trying to figure out if they can go to games and stuff? I think it's on the same direction. I think before, you know, we were doing so well and now we're going backwards and people are not at the word mask, whether you're vaccinated or fully vaccinated or not vaccinated. I think most of the people are vaccinated, so I don't think we're going to get that 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 first time when we got it, where it was just absolutely dire and horrific, and I mean thousands and thousands of people were dying every single day. You know, even though it's bad, it's not as bad as it was the first time, and people are still going to games. You know, most of the places they're fully opened up. I think people are just tired of COVID. I know I am. You know, but you still got to be safe. But I think the process is is still on there. I know Major League Baseball wants uh, has a lot of making up to do. I think with them, uh, I think with the commissioner and uh, president of the A's, looking at possibly moving to Las Vegas, that's a huge step for expansion because that's the first domino that's going to fall. We'll see what happens with Tampa when their lease expires in twenty twenty seven. Whether they stay in in St. Petersburg, whether they stay in they move to Tampa or they go to Montreal or they have a split season, who knows? Right. Once those things get resolved, they'll expand. They'll expand by two, go from 30 to 32 teams. So I, I think COVID at first was, uh, was slowing it down, but honestly, everything will slow down. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, great point about Tampa because that ballpark is offensive. It's offensive to baseball fans. The player it's, yeah. There's better minor league baseball parks. Oh yeah, they should be ashamed. And yes, you know that ownership group's not great. Um, making threats, they want a new stadium, but that, but they don't have the fan base to support it. They had good teams. They had good teams in the, you know, the mid two thousand late, you know, the last ten years. And if those, that's not going to get you support, then. You know, every baseball has now moved a lot to uh, analytics, um, good yeah. or bad, but um, they should have analytics look at like, I'm sure they do, attendance and f- fan base. And that city just can't hold a fan base. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really think MLB needs to force the hand, which they've done in the past. Now, it wasn't Manfred, it was. Um, uh, who was the last commission? Um, but Selig. Selig. He was an iron fist. You know, he he did his whole thing with Milwaukee. And, you know, he he's 
he would he i think if you know he was still around i think the they would have put an end to the rays a while ago yeah it just makes sense for the sport and i'd also agree that las vegas is going to get the first team because it just all the you know everybody it's a copycat world and with the nfl moving there and with you know the money team it's money it's money las vegas will make them billions of dollars it's the gaming capital of the world yeah what's the biggest hottest thing that uh, sports fans love to do it's fantasy sports and that's one of the reasons why las vegas has a team because gambling is so popular now we have it in north carolina there's some in california gambling is everywhere now so it's not a it's not a taboo like it was before when i lived there you know it was all like oh they might rig games people there it's the, the odds of that happening are so minuscule so um so I, I do think Las Vegas, yeah, Las Vegas will get a team, and don't be surprised they get an NBA team as well. I think when yeah. the NBA does expand, Seattle will definitely get a team. I, I, why Seattle doesn't have an NBA team is a travesty to me. Great. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle and Las Vegas got an expansion team. Yeah, I see that too, and uh, I think from that article I read, the NBA is really considering it within the next couple of years. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so I told you I want to talk to you about some, you know, some of the new rules and, and some of the changes MLB's made the last few years. Um, so I guess the first one, and it's it's a baseball fan's question. Um, okay. What do you think about the universal DH? I hate DH. I've always hated DH. I've always liked the National League because I like to see the pitchers pitch. Uh, I think the DH is, you know, like if I had a great guy that sat on the bench and hit 25 home runs, yeah, I'd be supportive of it, I guess. But I think to me, you know, they're trying to make the game faster and by slowing it down by having a guy up there that hits like 25 home runs compared to a pitcher that has a 089 batting average. I know I think it's going to slow the game down, but I've never been a fan of DH. I will never support the DH. I know people like to see it. I don't. I just let you know if, it, if you're on there, if you're on the field, and on the pitcher contributes more than anyone on the field hit, you know, don't, don't uh, get someone up there and, and hit for you. So, and uh, that, that's just how I feel. I, I, I hate the DH. I'm going to 180 disagree with you. Um, <laughs> you think everyone does. Like, <laughs> you don't like it. They're surprised. I tell people I hate home runs. I'd rather see a two, one, one, nothing game than a 14, 15 game. And, and, right. and seeing 500 foot home. I'm like, I could care less what, what uh you know Jim Carlston hit a 550. I don't care. Right. You know, I, I do see I do agree the small ball game, I love it. I do. Yeah. But here's my counterpoint with the D- universal DH thing. They've already ended it because these guys don't hit in the minors at all. There's they had one league that was still doing it, and I think they ended that a couple years ago. So these guys haven't hit since high school. And then they got to run the bases. They don't, the Yankees lost, and this was like in 2017, but any Yankees fan still remembers this, that Chinming Wong was pitching great that year and we're playing the Nationals in, uh, in D.C. And he's got to run the base and he blows out his Achilles and he was never the same. Yeah. You know, ended his career basically. I mean, he came back and had a little comeback, but never the same and 
So between injuries and between they've already gotten rid of it in the minors, I just, and because, you know, we were talking about more opportunities, adding a DH is another player, you know, on the roster too. Um, so, you, and then there's also good arguments for, um, you know, like uh, the way the game's played, like a regular t- Again, the Yankees are a bad example this year, but on a normal team, you can rest players at the DH position. Um, and every team is very concerned about wrestling players these days. It's not, it's not Cal Ripken yeah. know, time anymore. That ain't going to happen no more. Yeah. They got a bruise that they got to rest them. And you can do that. If you're not the, the Yankees, we stupidly got Stanton stuck at the DH for the most part. So, but I don't know. I just, <clears throat> I've been a pro DH guy for quite a few years now. Just, I, I just think, you know, yeah. they'll add it in the. They're going to add it in the National League. I already know that. So it's gonna, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be. I mean, people love it. I'm one of the very few that don't like it, but most people like it. I've and heard other the, people the, uh, on your on on your boat, and, <laughs> and I do. I know I do like the small ball thing, but I think there's other ways that we can get back to the small ball thing. That's a real problem. The all yeah. or nothing guys, and actually, that's one of my questions in there here. That that hurts the game too. But I don't think the pitchers are the answer because, you know, I don't know how many National League teams are there, 14 right now? Mm-hmm. You know, I, on those teams that, you know, that's uh, I'm trying to do the math, 70 starting pitchers or whatever. You might have five that are serviceable hitters. Yeah. That's 65 that are guys that are standing up there. And I think that just kind of slows the game down. I mean, I know, yeah, they're more of an automatic out, but then you got double switches and you got, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it, but I, I do agree with your point that, that the home run ball, the all or nothing, it's a different game and it's not a fun, it's not as fun of a game to watch. No, it's, it's, uh, I, I hate, hate seeing home runs and, you know, and it's just like, no, not to beat up on Stanton, but I mean, it's like he's he's like Dave Kingman. He hits home runs. He strikes out way too much. His batting average is not great. I hate to beat up on the Yankees again, but Judge, you know, same thing. He hit he's a little better. Runs. He's a little better yeah. average wise. Yeah, it's it's. I not think it's solo home runs because a lot of 80, 90 RBIs when he should yeah. have like 120, 130. So that, that hurts him as well. So, yeah. you know, you know, but that's just my thing. I'm, I'm just, I like an all around player, like a Frank Thomas or a Mike Trout um, or a great hitter. Like, I mean, the days of Tony Gwynn and Tony Wade Gwynn. Boggs and I think each is probably like the last great Kirby pocket hitting. hitting you know? Yeah. Hitting hit, hitter that, we're ever going to see like that again. I think now it's all about home runs. And if you have a, like a two sixty some or two seventy average, Hey, that's great. That's, oh, that, yeah. that's like, that's like three thirty now. Yeah, I agree. It's a problem that, you know, I, I'll get to that. Cause that, that is one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Um, so did you like any of the new rules that they tried the last couple of years, like the seven inning double header, um, the runner on second and extra innings, Relief pitcher has to pitch to three, three batter minimum. Um, I don't like this, the, the player starting at second base. I think that's very bizarre. 
the two seven inning double headers, I'm for it. We actually have a, a, a team in the Atlantic League. They do uh, the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball is partnered with Major League Baseball, and they try these very. Uh, they're like the guinea pig of Major League Baseball when they right. try these weird. The, so I've seen the games in the Atlantic League, and um, I do like the two seventh innings because people players hate the double headers because they usually are split. So right. you can gain one game and lose one game, you know, and uh, so it could be long, but they, they, they have to do it because they have to make up for the rainy day. Uh, so I'm fine with the two seventh inning ones. Uh, starting player on second, no, I hate it. Um, okay. The relief pitcher, I'm fine with that. The one I do hate a lot, um, and it's been problematic, I've seen it, is the uh, computers calling the balls and strikes. You know, they have right. an umpire there, and, and I feel bad for them because he gets ripped so much. And, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the computer strike zone is just completely off. And the, but they, have, the end, they haven't done that at the major league level, though. No, they haven't done it. They're doing it in the Atlantic League right now, experimenting with it. A lot of people don't like it because they're like, God, this umpire was terrible. And I was like, it's not him. It's the computer. He has an earpiece. Yeah. And we tell him upstairs, hey, that was a strike. And, and then there will be a, like a slight delay until he gets the information from his earpiece and then he'll call it a strike. And you're just like having a fit. Like that thing was like low. What are you talking about? It's right. not his fault. It's a computer. So I hope I, I, I don't think that they'll, they'll have that. Um, and I know minor league baseball has a, a, a pitch clock, you know, and uh, I, went, I went to a nice game that had the pitch clock and honestly, you really don't notice it. So they do put a pitch clock in there. I'm fine with it. I, I like I said, they're trying to make the game shorter and some of these yeah. pitchers take forever um pitching i remember i think it was steve traxel for the mets i think he was called the human yeah. relay because the guy just took forever pitching he was just like my god just throw the ball please he's the example steve traxel he was yeah he was something <laughs> i um, love his nickname the human rain delay <laughs> the human rain delay. that is a great nickname um so to answer my own question um i I like the seven inning double hitter too. I think that's the big hit with these because, um, yeah, there's more outcomes. You don't burn your ball pins um, usually. Um, I I think Manfred said he's getting rid of that though. It must be a money situation. Um, if that's what my guess is, but I, I like that one. Um, you know, at first I liked the guy on second base when they first started doing it. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then I thought about it more and I heard some more stuff about it. And, um, you know, as I've said, I'm a Yankees fan. And David Cohn is a brilliant baseball mind. And he's mm -hmm. on the, you know, the S Network. And uh, he says some stuff. And he talked about that one night. And um, I agree. With I agreed with him. He doesn't didn't like it, and yeah, it kind of messes up ERA because you know the pitcher gets saddled with that runner, even though they didn't. Yeah, he didn't put him on there. He's gonna and get penalized just, for something he didn't do. Yeah, yeah, it's just not fair to to it. Um, I think they're getting rid of that too. Um, but the three, the pitcher having to pitch to to three hitters, I hate that. Because, you know, what happened, I know, you know, speaking of the Rays, like before, I know this is all because of Madden when he was coaching them and he was taking a pitcher out every two seconds and, yeah, you know. But the situation with the lefty is a thing. And 
you should be able to bring a guy in to face the best left-handed hitter on the team and then take him out and, you know, or a guy that just doesn't have it comes in. Yeah. And he, there was a game, uh, uh, like last week there was a game, a Yankees game and the guy came in and it was Chad green and he's been great, but he did not have it. And he gave up hit, hit, you know, walk. And in a normal game, he would have got the hook, but he, you know, had to keep him in there. And um, it's just, I don't know. I just think they got to, I think there's, I think there's got to be better ways to speed up the game. Yeah, you know? I, I, I agree. I think it's a, it could be a pain, you know, but I understand why they're doing it. Cause there's, you know, it just delays the game so much. And I got, I think it's a Joe Madden rule because he was taking everybody out. So um, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see, but I don't have a too big of a problem with it. Cause if I can understand why major league baseball is doing it, cause I know they're trying to make the game shorter. I'm fine with it. But um the second, the runner on second, I think it's just, I think it's just one of those yeah. gimmicky things that major league baseball say, no, it's too gimmicky. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Well, the, the dirty little secret of, how they speed the game up is to cut back on the commercials, but they don't want to hear that, you know. Now they'll lose millions of dollars. Yeah, but that's how you speed the game. If you really cared about speeding the games up, they would, uh, you know, do something with with the commercials. I think but, to make it more exciting, I think like what they should do is that instead of going like twenty innings, they should go like maybe like fourteen innings, and if it ends in a tie, they have a home run hitting contest to determine it, sort of like the hockey does with the. Uh, sudden death stuff you know with the penalty shots yeah that's interesting I, I hadn't heard that one before you know i did hear one where they uh they don't do the runner a second until like the 14th inning mm-hmm. um and then it's kind of like a sudden death yeah thing. um but yeah that would be neat but you know a lot of people don't like the the penalty kicks in soccer or the yeah thing, you know so that'd be a tough one but what do you think about um, the shift? Another Joe Man invention. Um, I think you should just play, put people whoever you think you should, uh, what position you should put them in. You know, I mean, I, I shouldn't be telling somebody, you, yeah, you can't do that. If that's your manager's managerial style, then um, that's your style. So for me to tell someone, um, you can't do this or can't do that. You know, why? Why are you gonna? help out the other team, you know, they should, if they're so great, once they figure it out themselves, how to get rid of this player or how to uh, make it, uh, you know, uh, you know, harder for him. So I, I don't, I don't like it. You know, um, I just think if you're, you should make uh, adjustments and that's what makes you a great uh, manager and, and, uh, and other teams helping someone and to say, well, you know, we don't know how to cover this guy. Let's just do this. I think it's a bunch of BS, you right. know, you should, you should adjust. That's what makes you a great manager that's what makes makes players great. That's what makes makes teams great. So um, if you're that great of a manager, you could figure it out yourself how to get rid of someone like a Tony Gwynn or a Wade Boggs or an Ichiro or some great hitter right there. I mean, it's going to be difficult, but this is major league baseball, you know, so we shouldn't be yeah. giving any uh, gimmies away to other teams. You know, I've gone back and forth and I don't even know where I'm at, where I'm at with it now because I was under the mindset, like you were saying that, you know, you, these, it's up to the hitter to make the adjustment, but, but these guys don't make the adjustment and that's what's frustrating. Like, 
there's guys that they'll literally play the third baseman hugging the bag at second and they have the shortstops playing second and the second baseman out in right field. You know, there's a bunch yeah. of guys they do that to. And you know what? Those guys never, almost never bunt it down the third baseline or just, you know, butcher boy, just slap it down there. That's all you got to do. And you do that a couple times and then the scouting report will change and they'll be like, Oh, we can't do that. Cause this guy will steal a hit. But you know, that goes back to the whole incentive of hitting the home runs instead of uh, playing the game the right way. So yeah. that's a, you know, I, I agree with that point, but then it's also like, you know, with analytics, which I'm in the middle on, on that stuff. Too. I, hate, I, I hate analytics. I'm tired of it. I mean, look what, look, I mean, uh, Kevin Cash cost his team a World Series with his analytics. Yeah. He had, the, he had a pitcher that was red hot. They weren't touching him. Yeah. And for him to say, well, according to analytics, you know, the, if they face him a third time or a fourth time, they're going to hit him better. So I'm going to take him out. And he was so PO'd the pitcher. The, he, he wanted to get traded. When he's, not, he's not with the Padres. Yeah. He was so angry about it. And so I'm not a fan of it. You got to go with if you're red hot, you're red hot. You don't take somebody out during a, 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 a no hitter or something like that. You know, if he loses, he loses it. But there's a guy. Yeah, it's a gut reaction, and it's it's too much analytics going on there. And you know, Kevin Cash is a great manager, but he really messed up on that one. He really he cost his team the World Series, in my opinion. I agree. I watched that, and uh, Blake Snell was he was hot. He was yeah. You know, that's that's who the good managers are going to be down the road. Are going to be the ones that know the analytics stuff, know what the numbers say, but then also have a feel for the game and, and, you know, the analytics might say, uh, you got to pinch hit this guy. He, uh, whatever, he doesn't hit lefties as well or something, but if that guy's hit two home runs, you know, in the game, you can't take him out, you know, and there's stuff like, uh, this is something that always kills me when, um, and Boone does it and Girardi used to do it a bit. They'll have a guy that's been red hot for two games in a row, you know, one game's one game, but if it's like two or three games and then he gives them a rest because, Oh, well, you know, it was his turn and he didn't want to sit, but you know, and then the guy of course comes back and he's flat and has a couple bad games and stuff. They didn't used to do that. And, And then, uh, these, you know, the older hitters will tell you like when you're locked in, that's the best time for baseball. You know, that's, you want to be in there every bat that you can get because uh, it all goes in waves, you know? Yeah, I agree. So, I totally agree. Yeah. You know, um, so that's my last, this is my last question with, with that type of stuff. Okay. How, how does MLB solve the problem of the low batting average, high strikeout, low fundamentals style game that's really kind of taken over the last five years, but maybe even, maybe even 10 years at this point. Um, what do you, I know they're talking about moving the mound back uh, a couple inches is one thing I've heard. Um, 
what do you have any ideas on on how they can fix that problem because it's a problem yeah they they need to develop players i think it all goes to uh when you're in high school not the a lot of these uh, coaches, some of them, they just are so enamored with home runs and they forget about the, the science of hitting, you know, like Ted Williams and Tony Gwynn and Kirby Puckett, where they would look at hours and hours of videotape and stop it and see what they were doing, you know, and they, that art of hitting is, is totally gone, just like the art of stolen bases is gone. Those were two of my favorite things yeah. growing up watching was stolen bases and batting average. I didn't care about home runs or RBIs. I wanted to see Tony Gwynn and Wade Boggs. So I think the uh, the science of hitting is like kind of something that's out the window because people want to see the 50, 60 home runs. When I used to watch baseball, it was a rarity and a novelty to see 50 home runs. Now you see it every single season. Everybody's always hitting 50 home runs, you know, and it's not a big deal anymore. Just like in the NBA, someone scoring 50 points is not a big deal. When back in my day, it was like, wow, he scored 50 some points or wow, he had 52 home runs and, everybody's hitting 52 home runs or 53 home runs. And, and then you never hear about him again. I mean, look at uh, Brady Anderson. Remember Brady Anderson? Oh, yeah. It was that one guy, Crash da- uh, was that guy, uh, uh, Davis from the, Chris, uh, Davis. From the or- Chris Davis, who yeah. uh, hit all those home runs and had a 130-some batting average a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I think what they need to do is just develop players and make them all around. So you could be a home run hitter, but you can also hit for average. You can hit for RBIs, have 200 hits. And that's what I love about Mike Trout because he he's just an all-around great player. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he won a triple crown. You know, maybe if he could get his average a little, little higher up. But, I mean, the home runs are there, the stolen bases, the fielding. That's how they need to develop players to be an all-around player instead of being so one-dimensional. And you start seeing that a lot with players like Judge and, and Stan who hit all these home runs, but they strike out so much. Right. You know, they strike out way too much. Their batting average is like in the 260s. A lot of the home runs are so low. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's what they need to do is they need to teach these players from, from high school to be a great all around player instead of being this one dimensional player. Cause once you're one dimensional, they're going to figure it out and you're not going to last. Yeah. The fundamentals. I agree. That's, they got to really push that for the, and I don't know who pushes that. I don't know, you know, the agents aren't going to push that. They want their client to get the the big money, you know, um, and home runs pay the pay the big money. But I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be a push for that because it it really kind of you know I don't know. Like I said, it kind of kills the game. And I guess talk, getting back to analytics, analytics has has killed the stolen base because they yeah. the analytics tells you it's bad to get thrown out it's it's a worse they said it's better to strike out than to get thrown out stealing second per for analytics or whatever yeah yeah but you know there's examples and i you know i got a lot of yankees examples because that's the team that i watch but paul o'neill the year he retired when you think of paul o'neill you don't think of a stolen base guy no he wasn't a big stolen base guy his last year in his career, he stole like 22 bases and they asked him about it. And he said, I would just read the pictures. And I s- said, if this guy is not going to pay attention to me or his move was real bad, he's like, why am I not going to get an extra base? And he got thrown out sometimes, but I don't think it was, it was bad or whatever, 
But yeah, sneaky 22 base there, but you're not going to see a guy, a guy now that steals 22 bases. He's probably in the top five on your team and top three on your team in stolen bases now. Um, and there's no, I saw a funny stat too today or yesterday. They said if a player now started and was leading MLB in baseball right now with steals every year, um, like, 25 30 steal whatever leads it now they would they could play for 20 years and not catch up to ricky henderson they never were vince coleman or ty cobb or honus wagner it's it's gone and it was i love seeing vince coleman ricky henderson willie mcgee all these great baseball great great stealers you know willie wilson all these great stealers and you just don't see it anymore because the, yeah, you don't want to get thrown out until they don't want to get injured. Like, Oh, I could like sprain my knee or I could, I could like uh, jam my, my foot or right. I could mess up my ankle. And they're so worried about getting hurt where you just, just go in there and play. I mean, Pete Rose, all those great base stealers are, they were a great uh, joy to watch. And now it's, it's pretty they, much home runs and no hitters now. That, and they that could base. change the game. Absolutely. You I know. mean, it's, I remember seeing Vince Coleman steal home one time. It was like, wow, he actually stole home. That was amazing. There's just, they don't take a lot of chances anymore. And I think it's because of analytics, because this is this, this is that, you know, the percentage of this happening or greater than this. And it's like, just play the game. I mean, forget about the math and science in baseball. Just play the game. Yeah. And they got to figure it out. They got to figure out a balance. Analytics are not going to go away. But they can't they can't use it as an excuse to put out a bad uh, product, right? You know what I mean? Because okay, good, you got you got a mathematician on your staff. He's figured out the stuff. Cool, good. If nobody's gonna watch your team because it's boring, it's not you know it's the most efficient, but it's not a fun game. Then you're gonna lose fans, and it's not it's not worth it. So I I agree. I I think the only thing the only way they can really start to do it is at the younger levels is just be like, we got to get back to like sacrifice bunting, stealing bases, uh, hit runs, hit and runs, hitting the ball, hitting the ball where the fielders aren't, you know, if, if the shift's going to bother you, if they can't use that, the old excuse they used to use was, Oh, these guys coming up, their normal swing would hit it up the middle and that was a hit. But now the second baseman's standing there and those guys are all retired. All these yep. guys now have been playing with the shifts their whole career. So why haven't they figured that out? You know, where's the, where's the Tony Gwen guy that goes, okay, that guy sits, stands there. I'm going to hit it where he should have been standing in second yep. base. That's how you, that's how you beat it. You know? But I, I agree. All right. So I want you to plug any websites, social media, um, and let us know how fans can, you know, get behind Charlotte, the Charlotte Bats and, and help you. Okay. Well, our website is www.charlottebats.com. We have a petition on there. We have information about Charlotte, about a lot of people that might not know about Charlotte, about why I think Charlotte should get a team. And we have some information on there. We're going to come out with our online store very soon we're going to sell hats and t-shirts and jerseys we have some mock ones up there um 
Uh, we're also on Facebook at Charlotte MLB. I'm also on the, another Facebook page called Charlotte Bats Baseball. I'm on Instagram at Charlotte Bats, and I'm also on Twitter at Charlotte Bats Baseball. And I'm also on LinkedIn under Rick Curdy, C-U-R-T-I. And uh, you can contact me on any of those uh, social media websites and uh, sign the petition. You want to get involved? Uh, love, to hear, love to hear from you. We hear from people all over. And the true story is I actually had someone from Belgium contact me. I'm like, Belgium? Did they actually play <laughs> baseball in Belgium? But she And this girl contacted me and said, hey, can I get one of your shirts? I love them. And I'm like, really? From Belgium? You like my shirt? <laughs> Apparently, this girl's name was Charlotte Bats. And she wanted a name with her name on it. And so that is her name. So Charlotte Bats in Belgium, thank you. She's like our biggest international fan. And she got a shirt. We have her picture on our website where she's posing with a shirt. So to Charlotte Bats out there and probably other Charlotte Bats out there all over. Uh, yeah. And to everybody, thank you. So that's the great thing about what we're doing. You just meet people that is just, you shake your head like that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome to hear about somebody from Belgium. Yeah. yeah. I had a similar thing with the podcast. Podcast, my podcast numbers got real good in France and uh, Australia. Yeah, and, um, I, I see my website. I've seen it like in Nigeria. I saw it in Australia. I saw it like, wow, like really? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they, they, they think which I remember one time my website was down. I had GoDaddy and. I was telling the guy, how do I fix it? And the guy, all he wanted to talk about was how he supported my movement. And I, I agree with you. I sure should have a team. And, and I thought, well, thanks. But what, what's the problem? Oh, I don't know. But I support <laughs> oh, <man>. it. <laughs> all right, Rick. Thanks for doing the podcast. It was great talking baseball with you and talking expansion. Um, I, I'm behind it. And I really hope Charlotte gets a team. I think uh, it just makes sense. It just makes sense I for baseball. So. I appreciate it. We, you can come to Charlotte and we'll have a Yankees, uh, Charlotte bats uh, game. And uh, I love that. Uh, that would be fun. Yeah, totally agree, man. All right, Rick. Thanks Thank again. You.